Well, hello. Thanks for coming, stopping by. I don't have my virtual background up, but uh, this is Dallas Trading Floor coming to you live on Dallas Trading Floor. And uh, we are live also on YouTube. If you want to go over there, super easy to do. Just go uh, to the uh, go to the uh, the profile, click on the link, and you'll get right over to there. So let's see if I can get that my screens up here. Uh, just trying to let's see, let's see if I can let's see if I can do that. Um, goodness gracious! All right, uh, let's see. All right, well I'm going to try this again. I'm going to I'm going to have to little technical difficulties. Let's see if I can get back online here. Hold on one second. There we go. I think we're back live now. <laughs> we were a little bit of a technical difficulty. Um, basically, um, you know, the market was off today. It's uh, just kind of reacting to the, you know, the whole uh, Ukraine thing and uh, and everything. Uh, I, um, uh, I've i been mostly in resource stocks, and that seems to be doing well. Also have some, some spread trades that seem to be doing well. But overall, this has been a super tough market to to trade. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, but I am up a little bit today, thank goodness. Um, this is basically the the um, what's going on in terms of the major overview of the market. We are off on the Dow. We're off on the S&P. We are off on the NASDAQ and we are down on the Russell. So we are we are batting four for four for four here. Uh, basically just, uh, you know, the market, the the uh, um, you know, the market is very uncertain right now with this whole thing going on in uh, Belarus and um, in Ukraine and Belarus. And there were some talks today, but they the, uh, who knows what's going to who knows what's going to happen there. Just a very, uh, very, very um, indecisive and difficult uh, situation uh, politically. So we're seeing a lot of action, you know, a lot of uh, trepidation in the market. On the volatility, we did drop down a little bit today. We were up on the volatility, uh, and now we're down. This has just been—it's just been the whole situation here. We've, you know, we're up, we're down, we're sideways, and um, you know that's just pretty much—that's uh, just pretty much how it how it's been how it's been trading. Um, here's what I've got. I did add a position today uh, to the small portfolio, and that is Berkshire Hathaway. This is kind of your ultimate value stock. As you know, I'm mostly a technical trader, and in normal markets, you know, I like to trade tech stocks, but right now, the markets are not rewarding tech stocks. They are rewarding uh, commodity stocks and cyclicals, um, so that's where I am. I'm, I'm in a lot of the commodity-based stocks, uh, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a tougher market to trade, but, you know, we can still make money in this market. Uh, was up today on LNG. That is a company called Chenier, and that they're doing very, very well. They liquefy natural gas, so they do very, very well in this kind of market. Down a little bit on Matador Resources. Matador, of course, is a oil company, 
and that has uh, that has been slipped a little bit, but not too much. Uh, we also have uh, a position in Nutrien. This is a fertilizer company. If you can believe it, fertilizer companies are doing great in this market. And we're up again today in on Nutrien. Uh, Williams Company, I just have a position in that. That's WMB. That's the symbol on it. Uh, that has uh, been, you know, it's been very, very, very good. This is a natural gas uh, company that is, um, you know, basically transports natural gas. And they've done very, very well in this market. A lot of demand for natural gas, of course, uh, all over, uh, both in the U.S. and abroad. Um, we are also uh, Raytheon. I'm down a little bit on Raytheon. Of course, this is the company that makes missiles. We do expect that in the next few years, we're going to see lots of sales with this company, primarily because it looks like uh, the Europeans are probably going to have to arm up, and they don't have as much capability uh, with this kind of product, so they're probably going to be looking to Lockheed Martin and possibly to RTX Raytheon uh, for some of those some some of those uh, some of those items. Um, I'm in Northern Oil and Gas. That was off a little bit today. That's one of the drillers, but overall, that's done quite quite well. And of course, Berkshire B. Berkshire Hathaway, that's, uh, that's the um, stock that, uh, that we did buy a full position in today. Um, the stock of the day is Anthem, and that is a healthcare provider. It is very kind of high, uh, but there is a, um, uh, a $459 buy point. We're at 466 so we're basically just above that buy point.
thank you very much. I am so sorry for that. Um, uh, thank you very much for for uh, thank you very much for, for for showing that to me. I'm you know again, it seems like I am I am Mr. Technical Problem. Uh, you know, I've just been having issues. Let's uh, let's let's review. Um, uh, let's let's go back here and review uh, the one one of the ones that we've uh, that we've already done, and that would be. Uh, that would be Rena Center. So I'm just going to kind of give you the the, the look see on, on what I said for Rena Center RCII. Basically, the situation there, of course, is that you know it's it's down and it's down significantly. The question is, do we want to be even be in this stock? Probably not. Do we even want to do we want to short it? That's the next question that we should be asking. And I'm looking at, and I don't know if I would want to short that. I don't think it's. I think it's lost. I just, I just think it's a tough place to short. I, I did short it up here, basically when it was starting to to lose. It was starting to trade below that twenty-one day line. I did short it there, but I closed the short basically here. Mark it on the chart. I, I did, I did short it here. I did very well on it, but then I closed it up. I don't know if I would go it again because it's looking much more obvious here, and of course. Whenever it's looking obvious on the shorts, that's kind of when you don't want to be shorting. It's kind of weird. It's you don't want to be a member of a club that would have you as a member. It's kind of that kind of the old Groucho Marx thing. Um, so I would stay. I would stay clear of Rena Center. I would. I would. I would. I would, I would stay clear of Rena Center here. So um, that's kind of the thing. Okay. Thanks for telling me about the muting. By the way, hopefully I've got. Hopefully that's not a problem now. All right. Let's take a look. Can we short snow? Good question. Um, the thing about snow is it's got a lot of institutional support and, you know, that makes it a potentially a good shorting candidate. And the reason it does is because as it starts to fail, that's when a lot of the funds have to get out of the issue. So, uh, we do have some things that are, that I'm, that I'm liking to see for a short. We have a death cross going on. That means that the 50-day has dropped below the 200-day. That shows weakness. Uh, also, we have a, a a head here. This is it, it. It went all the way up. Well, actually, the the, the all-time high was was back here, basically in December. But it but it, since then it made a high at 407. Currently, it's at 224. We still have enough meat on the bone, I think, to short it. Let's take a look here. This is the left shoulder. Okay, typically we want to see a right shoulder below the left shoulder. So this isn't really here. I don't think you could consider this a, um, I, I don't know if you could consider this a right shoulder. Now, typically, typically this it should be a little bit below, but I do believe that the real, you know, you could possibly consider the fact that it's hanging out here at the, uh, at the 50, to, at the 200 day line. That's this black line. So we've 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 got, we've lost some weak we've gotten some weakness there, and it does look like we rallied. This is what we want to see. We want to see a rally up, typically to the twenty-one day line. That's where we want to potentially short it. Possibly, you know, probably on this scenario, what we probably want to do here is we want to create. I, I would I probably wouldn't short this one directly. I would pr- create a, a a a spread trade. I would create a, sort of a. Um, I, I sort of a possibly a um, an iron condor on this one, or or a bear put spread because of the way this looks. But I do believe 
we're, we're likely to come all the way back down here before we see support. That's about 230. And I think we could see that within two or three months. So, uh, you know, here's the thing. I would look to, to, to do a trade, possibly about a 45-day trade on this one. Uh, and I do think that snow could be in that category. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put that down on my short list. That's H-O-R-T. And that's snow. And I definitely think that we could see some weakness there. And this might actually end up being a good short. Now, here's the thing. You don't want to enter a short. You want to enter a short as the stock is moving up. And then and then when it gets weakness, that's where you want to short it. So it's a little bit of a timing issue on this. Let's see if we can go to the 60-minute chart. Yeah, we did have, you know, well, let's, let's move out a little bit more to the 15-minute chart. So that's going to give us a better idea. Yeah, we did have a gap down. We, we, did ha- we did have a gap down, and then we have a recovery. So uh, I suspect we don't want to short it at this level. It's at 230. We want to kind of wait to see if it can rally up to maybe 240. That would be where I would consider doing it right there. <coughs> would be on the rally up. But I definitely think this is, this is shortable, but I want to wait for the rally on this one. So my um, – my, uh, my inclination on this one is, uh, you know, I think snow is shortable. But, <laughs> I put but in a big, in, in a big term, but um, we should wait for a rally to the, and I think it's the 21-day line is where probably we're going to have the best bet of success. Yeah. I want to see it rally up to this green line. That's the 21 day line. So I think that that's really kind of where we want to be um, shorting it. So I wouldn't short it right. I would get ready to short it, but I wouldn't short it. And then if it, if it rallies up to the 21 day line and then it loses strength at that 21 day line, and that's right here, by the way, that's the 21 day line right there. So basically what we want to see is we want to see a rally up to about uh, 271. Now, that's a lot. That's 50. So I'm not sure that we can make it all the way back up there. So if we get a rally, if you get a rally to maybe 250, what I want to do is I'm trying to calculate kind of where we're going at. So this is sort of this is sort of the reversal line. I definitely think we're going to see a rally up to about about 252, well, at least 260, 270. So this may this may form a new downward trend. We kind of want to see this thing rally, though. If it rallies, that's where I would be shorting it. So that's a good that's a good point, uh, very good point on shortability. But I definitely think it is shortable, and um, yeah, I think it's definitely a shortable shortable thing. All right, let's look at another tech stock. Right now, you you know most of these are not. You know, tech just isn't doing very well, unfortunately, um, you know, because we are in the correcting market. So not an easy time to be in um, the normal suspects like AMD, NVIDIA, stuff like that. They're all going to be trending lower uh, typically in this kind of a market, just just because that is sort of how it's been, how it's setting up. Right now, we seems to have pulled below that 50-day line, but we're still... NVIDIA, I mean, uh, AMD is still in a downward trend. Here's the thing. I just, I, for, for, 
I just right now I think there's a there's better merchandise out there. I want to show you the chart of MU, which is Micron Technologies. If you want to go long, and I definitely think there is a there is a case for that. This is probably the one that might might produce better results, and that's Micron Technology. If you'll notice on Micron Technology, this has the golden cross. That means the 50-day moved above the 200-day line. Why is this one doing so well and the other one's doing so bad? Well, one of the advantages of Micron Technology is Micron actually makes all of its own ships. Many of the other companies, such as AMD and uh, NVIDIA, they use TSMC, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing, to make their chips. And unfortunately, because of that, they are very vulnerable to political and war pressures. So another thing about Micron is it is it, it has extremely low P.E. ratio. Now, normally we don't look at P.E. ratios typically on growth stocks, but we are in a market that is that is basically a rewarding low P.E. and high profits. And that's definitely the case with Micron. We're in a mic. We're in a cycle right now where they should be having increasing profits, at least for the next 18 months. So uh, their sales have been up significantly and their profits have been up significantly. So right now there is a number, there are a number of funds that are piling into this one, Micron Technology. So it, it's normally not a good idea to buy a long position in a, a market and correction, which we are. But if you want to, if you want to go long on a stock, this is one that is worthwhile looking at. I want to show you the checklist on this one because it's a 100% checklist. And there just aren't a lot of these out there right now in the market. This is one of them I think that you can, um, you know, you can possibly look at because it is, um, it, I believe it's viable at this point. And, uh, it, you know, if, if it wasn't such a strange market, I, I, I probably wouldn't say this. But, but you know, um, MU um, is viable right now and uh, so that's kind of where i would look at you know that's that's what i would look uh that's this is the kind of stock i would look at is is an mu uh because they have such tremendous product uh they they make all their own they don't they don't sub out anything they're coming off of the uh um they had a the the I tell. So hopefully I should have. There we go. I'm. I've been having a lot of trouble with technically. I changed uh, equipment, and uh, for some reason, it keeps dropping my mic. Um, so uh, this is not being as successful. But anyways, MU is a buy right now, uh, and we can definitely take a look at that one. I apologize for my technical issues. Here. Hopefully we'll get hopefully get these things straightened out. Uh, is it okay to buy some Russian ETF? No, 
No, no, no, no, no. Russia, I mean, we could, no, no. In, in a word, no. Russian ETFs, no. Uh, just I, I just wouldn't touch them with a 10-foot pole. Um, you know. So, no. My, um, you know, my, my, uh, on, on, um, on the Russian ETF, I would say no. Just don't even consider buying a Russian ETF right now. Just not worth your time. Um, you know, just, just not, not a good place to be uh, with that. All right. So let's see about thoughts on Etsy. Uh, as you probably know, I had a, uh, a iron condor on Etsy. We did close it for a slight profit, not a lot. Um, it's Again, it's just difficult to trade this market. I think you need to reorient yourself. Uh, this has the death cross on it, so this is probably going to go lower. Uh, so not, I would not recommend this stock right now. Again, stocks that worked a year ago aren't working now. The, the resource stocks are working now. The oils are working. The shipping companies are working, but not a lot of the tech stocks. And this is definitely falls into that category. Etsy is a great company, but it is not working. And the reason it's not working is because this sector, the, the tech sector, is out of favor. Currently, we only have a, a, um, a 55% checklist. The, the technicals are bad. It's trading below the 200-day line. It's just not a buy. So right now, I think you just, and, and this, is very hard to, this is very hard to reorient yourself. I know that, you know, um, you know, a lot of the stocks that I'm trading, you've never heard of. Uh, but, uh, you know, Etsy uh, is not a buy currently. Um, yeah, I mean that's just that just that's just make, that's just basically the long the long and the short of it. Um, you know, it just it just is is not a buy. Let me see if I can pull up the small portfolio to give you an idea. Um, let me see if I let me see if I can pull up the small portfolio to give you um, you know to, to give you an idea. I don't think you want to be an Etsy right now. It's just it's just not the part of the market that you want to be in right now it's a market that is does not is not favoring tech right now and and you know tech was so good last year but right now with the war and, and all the all the problems and the rising interest rates it is not looking as promising uh as 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 it was so let me uh kind of give you a look see on um on my um on, on some on some of the let's see if i can Bring that in there. Okay. There we go. So this is going to kind of give you an idea of what I'm in, what is working for me right now. And so that you can take a look at kind of how I'm trading the market. Now, basically, um, let's see if I can zoom in on this. So basically, the, 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 the stocks that I have currently are Nutrien. It's up about 10% since I bought it 24 days ago. Uh, Chenier, that's up 7%. Again, none of these are tech stocks. Uh, I've held this for about 31 days. I'm up 7%. Matador, this is a this is a uh, oil and gas company. Uh, I bought this one 28 days ago. We're up 7%. So you get the picture. Williams Company, we're up 82 
percent. These are all related to uh, the, the all of these are related to energy or for or or, or or food. We just bought Berkshire Hathaway today. Now we are down a little bit on this, but only slightly. We've only held it one day. And we're down about 0.17 percent, so not not a lot. We're down a little bit on. Um, uh, Northern Oil and Gas and Raytheon, and we are down significantly on Alphabet. But I just wanted to show you that because the stocks that were working before are not working now. I mean, we just have we're just in a completely different environment than we were before. So you got to kind of reorient yourself to that environment. So a lot of the stocks that you that you that you had before, you're probably not going to work as well. All right, so that's just kind of the way it is. Let's look at Neo. This is also a stock that probably is not going to be working very well. By the way, if you remember, uh, we did we do have a short on uh, we do have a short on Tesla. I want to kind of show you that in a second. Let's look at Neo and take a look at how Neo is doing. As you can see, it's almost a straight shot down on Neo again, and not a good stock. Not a stock that you want to be in. You don't want to be a value investor here. Let somebody else uh, die for their country because this one, I'm afraid, is going lower. Uh, if you look at Neo, let's look. Let's look at the weekly chart on it. Uh, it was as high as sixty dollars. It's currently at at nineteen dollars. It's lost two thirds of its value. Neo has lost two thirds of its value and has a relative strength of ten. This is not a stock you want to be in. This is not going to make you money. Uh, so if you're down more than 7% on this one, I would sell it because, and then, you know, maybe find something that is, that is that, that a, a better place to put your money. Right now, um, companies like Neo are getting punished and they have been for, for, for quite a while now. Now, when do I, when do I think that, that will, uh, that will end? I don't know, but I can tell you this right now, you don't want to be in a situation where you're going to be continuously um, feeding um, capital into this. So if you're down more than 7% on NEO, I would recommend selling it because it may go even lower. Even though it's only $20, it could easily be 10 So be careful here. Uh, be, be careful here. Uh, this is probably not a stock you want to hold on to. Uh, not a stock you really want to hold on to. Sorry about that. Um, I've actually been doing um, really short. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Troy, that, that's, you're absolutely right. Now, you know, everybody should take a look at what Troy is doing. He's shorting the pharmas. And the reason that's a good strategy right now is that with this COVID thing, you know, a lot of the air is coming out of the tire. I mean, let's look at Moderna, MRNA. Uh, MRNA, uh, that one is a shortable candidate. So let's, so, so let's look at that one. You know, this is kind of what you want to be in this market. It's a tough market. This is what you want to be doing. You want to be looking for shortable candidates, uh, not necessarily longs, but shorts. And that's definitely the case here. With Moderna, it, 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 uh, it went below the death cross. I do, think, I do think that we have a situation here that it could be shorted. Uh, this, this one could be shorted. Now, I would personally wait until there's a rally up to the 21-day uh, line. That's this green line here. That I'm sh- that I'm showing you on the chart. This is the, this this green line. I definitely think we can go lower on this one. Currently, the stock is at 141. It was as high as 497. So that gives you an idea of how much uh, of the value has come out of the tires here. But I still think this could go lower. Let's look at the monthly chart to see if we can find support. And we don't. Yeah. So we still have a long way to go, I believe, 
because I think that, you know, we could potentially with Moderna have support right here at about 60. So, I mean, there's potentially, you know, another, you know, another 60 points to go down. I definitely think that, you know, it's starting, we're starting to see a little bit of stabilization around the 140 level, but it definitely can go lower. So this is definitely one that, um, this, this is definitely one that we could possibly short. So that's, it's a good, uh, it's, it's a good point that uh, Troy is making regarding that. All right. Well, I'm going to take a few questions from TikTok and unfortunately I am out of batteries, so I may have to call it short today. Um, I don't help the Russian economy be buying any ETFs. I agree with that. I don't don't buy ETFs. You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing about the Russian ETFs. Uh, even though they're cheap now, they could be cheaper later. So I would just be really careful. I wouldn't be a buyer of Russian ETFs. Buy Bitcoin. Here's another thing. Bitcoin. I think a lot of uh, a lot of value is going to move out of Bitcoin in temporarily, not forever, but temporarily. Right now, because it's war. People are losing. People are looking at gold. So let's look at gold. Uh, GLD, of course, is the ETF that tracks the price of gold, and uh, that's one that we kind of want to take a look at here. So basically, what uh, what we have with gold? There we go. Oops. With gold, this is right now in a buy zone. Uh, this is this is possibly you know if this war continues, this should do very well. It's GLD, and we're above a buy point. Um, the buy point of this 174, it's currently at 180. So this one definitely is one that you could possibly take a look at getting into. GLD is the symbol. Also, uh, there is another one called Kirkland Lakes Gold. If you want a miner, KL. Let's see. Let's check in with KL. I haven't done anything with KL in a while. Uh, that is Kirkland Lakes Gold. Well, let's see. Well. Well, let's look at Franklin, Nevada. I don't, for some reason, maybe that was bought. Um, FNV is another one of the gold miners. There we go. Okay. Franklin, Nevada. And that's looking very good as well. We're right in the buy zone. So if you're interested in a hedge right now, I would recommend Franklin, Nevada gold because that, that one, they have, um, FNV has a direct, uh, they they are junior miner. They they own parts of other other firms. So right now, um, you know, so right now, uh, FNV is viable, uh, and it is a gold play. So I do think that we're going to see, um, you know, we're probably going to see uh, gold pick up strength here. Um, you know, we're, 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 we're probably going to, oh, darn it, huh. too many controls here. Um, so, okay, so now we can see it. Well, <laughs> there we can see it. So, FNV is viable, and it is a gold plate, and it is in a buy zone. If you are looking to Bitcoin, I, uh, you know, take it, you know, take a step back before buying Bitcoin and take a look at FNV or one of the gold plates, because I do think that, you know, we're going to probably see redemptions, a lot of redemptions on Bitcoin, just because a lot of Russians hold it, a lot of Ukrainians hold it, and they're going to need to have currency. They can't they can't transact in Bitcoin. They're going to have to sell it. So I don't think there's downward pressure on Bitcoin. Let's take a look at the Bitcoin ETF just to see if my suspicion is correct, and that is 
GBTC, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. Uh, that's one that uh, might give us give us an, an indication. And as you can see, with the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, we have moved below the, the 200-day line with the 50-day line, and that is showing weakness. Uh, relative strength on the Bitcoin Trust is 18. This represents about 4% of the world's Bitcoin. So here's the thing. This is the canary in the coal mine, and this is telling us that there's going to be some redemptions in Bitcoin. I'm not saying that Bitcoin is finished or anything like that, so don't misquote me on this, but I think at least in the short term, people are going to be selling Bitcoin to get dollars because they need dollars to live with. So I don't think that it is a hedge against an inflationary situation with a war and that kind of thing. So I think that if you you are worried about inflation, the best inflation hedges typically is oil and oil stocks. Second would be gold. Um, And why oil stocks so much? Well, because at the end of the day, the world runs on oil. Even though solar power is important and wind power is important, it's really oil and gas that run the world. So let's look at the ETF that really shows this, and that is the XLE. This is the Spider Select um, uh, ETF that for the energy sector. And as you can see, look at this chart. It is up. Notice how notice how the, the stocks like Neo are down, and all the but this one is up. This is where you want to be in the market right now. This is an ascending chart. Now, can we buy it here? Well, it's a little bit extended, but I think it's viable right here. This is XLE, Spider Select Energy. Okay, so if you don't know where to put your money right now, you you want to be you want to have some exposure to the market. This is what I recommend: is the XLE, because the XLE is going to give you a broad spectrum of uh, of support. So the XLE. Um, uh, you know, it is is definitely a good place to be if you don't know if you don't know exactly where to. Oops, XLF. Boy, I tell you, I'm I am the worst typist. XLE. Uh, this is this is definitely the place to be if you want if you don't know what you want to uh, to have in uh, if you want to be hedging. Uh, the best thing to hedge with is oil, and the XLE is oil. It's it's a basically an ETF of oil stocks. So, if you're worried about uh, inflation and losing purchasing power, take a look at the XLE because it's definitely moved up in value. So that's one thing I just kind of want to point out there uh, is a place to to go. All right, uh, let's take a look. AMD support. Let's look for Jay to see if there's any support for AMD. I think there is, but I just don't know what it is uh, right now. So let's see if we can find anything. I think that you could possibly, I think you're possibly going to see some support at the 200-day line um, for for uh, AMD, and then it could turn higher. But currently, it's in a downtrend. So about 113 is where I would think support is. So maybe 110 would be support. Um, there isn't really, if we're undercutting, so we just today we undercut the the 200-day line, so I believe that we're probably that probably that is our uh, that is our support, and I just want to see where that support level is, and that is about 110. So for for um, um, for uh, for AMD, I see so so, so AMD support. 
uh, is um, 110. I think that's going to be that's going to be where your that's going to be where your support is. There we go. About 110 is going to be where your support is for AMD. All right. All right. Let's take some questions from TikTok. Thanks for holding. Uh, what was Bitcoin ETF? Oh, okay. Um, for everybody looking on TikTok, there is a Bitcoin ETF. It's called the GBTC, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. Okay, it's called the GBTC, uh, and it represents they they hold approximately um, uh, approximately four percent of the world's Bitcoin is held in this trust. So it's called the GBTC or the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. Okay, and that is the name of the security that you, so you don't necessarily have to own Bitcoin. You can own shares in this this ETF called the GBTC, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. Now, I'm going to put up this, the, the um, <coughs> chart for the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, GBTC. Now, this is why I do not recommend Bitcoin right now. As you can see, the trend of the GBTC has been down. So I do believe we're going to see some more hits on Bitcoin, at least in the short term. Uh, At least in the short term. I think there's a lot of people in uh, countries like Ukraine, like Russia, that are going to be selling. uh, They're going to be selling Bitcoin if they have it. Uh, to turn it into dollars to deal with day-to-day expenses. The problem with Bitcoin is it's not fungible, and then it, you can't really buy anything with it. You can trade it, but you can't really buy anything with it. So that is the that is the ETF that covers Bitcoin, the GBTC. Hey, Jim. Uh, hotel stocks like Hilton, Marriott, and Expedia, I believe, is breaking out. A uh, little time left. What are your thoughts? Okay, well, I, I thought... I thought to that too. I really did before this situation with, um, you know, before the situation with the Russian Ukraine thing. Uh, you know, I definitely thought it was uh, thought it was breaking out. I'm not so sure right now. I'm, I'm not so sure. I would hold off on any buys on this. I definitely think you can watch this this week because I definitely think it is an upward trend, and I definitely think that once you know some of these mandates come off, you know, the, the travel sector will do much better. But right now, there's so much uncertainty with this war that I would hold off on that. But in terms of the in terms of things, it is a good area. The leisure lodging area, it's number 14, so out of 197. So it's looking fairly good, and it does have the Golden Cross, which is the um, the the uh, the 50-day moving above the tw- the 200-day moving average. Would I buy this here? I would probably wait on this one just because yeah, I just want to see some more strength in the sector, but I definitely would watch this just because when we get a coast clear, hopefully this war won't last that long. Um, but when we get a coast clear, I definitely think we're going to see, uh, you know, definitely an explosion in this area. Let's look at Marriott. That's really, Marriott is really the biggest of biggest cap in the hotel group. It does also have a nice upward trending a line. Now, this one did not fall. If you notice, this didn't fall nearly as much as, as Hilton did. Uh, it just basically, uh, the, 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 the uh, 50-day line just basically came down, just touched the 200, and then continued on its way up. So if you're looking to buy in this group, 
you probably should buy the one with the most strength. And right now, in the lodging group, the strongest one is Marriott, M-A-R. That's going to be your strongest. Uh, that's going to be your strongest stock in this area. All right. Uh, you do you generally recommend buying a uh, recommend bear call spread or uh, a bull put spread in this market? Well, absolutely. By the way, when you never should short in a market when it's in a confirmed uptrend, but we're not. We're in a correction. This is an appropriate time to be looking to short stocks because. It is a period of time in which we do have, um, you know, we, we do we do have some, uh, you know, there's a lot of weakness in the market. We don't, we always want to be trying to go with the trend as much as possible. So, um, you know, my my point of view here is that we always want to be going with with as much to the trend as possible. Right now, if you'll notice, and if you can see, if you're if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this. There's a little red dot with a downward arrow. This is a market in correction. So therefore, it is appropriate to look to either do bear call spreads, bear put spreads, iron condors, or possibly uh, a straight out short in this market. Now, if this turns to a market in correction, if it turns to a market uh, in a confirmed uptrend, then we don't want to be shorting. But in this market, it's appropriate to be shorting because the overall market is headed lower. So definitely that is true uh, regarding that. So that's a, that's a very good point that you made. Very, very good point. Um, today, uh, the entire trading was dedicated to squeezing me out. Oh, man, they felt good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's, again, this is a tough market to trade uh, right now. I think you ought to be, you know, you ought to have a fair amount of cash. Uh, right now, a fair amount of cash and also a fair amount of uh, possibly bear trades. I like the spreads because they limit your your downside risk um, significantly. Uh, so I definitely think that you know we're still in a we're still in a downward trending market. So there's going to be opportunities. So just hold it on there. Just if you if you're not getting the results you want, just go smaller. I mean that's really that's really my only that's really my only thing. All right. Uh, did well. Wait on both uh, CITC. Oh, excellent. Approvals. Okay, very good. I'm just looking at the comments here. Uh, okay, okay. I don't understand what bond yields and rising inflation have to do with tech stocks. Very good question. Thank you for asking that. Here's why rising interest rates have such an effect on tech stocks. Most tech stocks are forward-looking in that they have a new they have they have a new uh, process a new technology that's coming out. Typically, they lose money, or they are or they're very very loose. They have very high PE ratios. The reason that there's so much money that's been flowing into venture capital for the last almost 20 years is because interest rates have been very low. People can't afford the big firms can't afford to put their money into government securities because they pay so little. Same with savings accounts. The problem is when inflation hits, when inflation starts to happen, and it is now, they have to raise the rates of the bonds. And if they do that, that attracts capital that would normally would have gone into the tech sector. Because of that, tech companies tend to do poorer. They tend to not do as well. They tend to, they tend, so 
stocks with high PEs tend not to do well. Right now in this market, right now what's happening, the very lowest PE stocks, the value stocks, the Warren Buffett stocks, these stocks are doing the best. Why? Because people are not willing to wait around six months or a year or two or three years for the next Google. They want their money now. So they're buying things like Starbulk, SBLK, which is essentially, um, you know, which 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 is essentially just a um, it's just, it's a it's a shipping company. And normally it wouldn't be it would normally it wouldn't be a very good investment, but in this case it's a great investment. Why? Because shipping rates are very very high right now, and uh, they are they are absolutely, um, uh, you know, shipping rates are high, and it makes it so that um, you know that that many of these stocks that normally wouldn't be very, very good, are quite good right now based on the fact that they are paying high, you know, high dividends. So the interest rate has everything to do with tech stocks. Typically, tech stocks are more speculative. They have higher P.E. ratios. And in a rising interest rate environment, high P.E. stocks tend not to do as well. So that is a great question. Um, I understand when Daniel's uh, what Daniels is rising in rising interest rates have to do? Okay, the tech stocks, uh, and, that, and that's the reason is because if interest rates r- are rising, that means that the bonds and safer investments are attracting the investments, not the tech stocks. So tech stocks tend to fall in a rising interest rate environment. So that's a very good question. Um, mm-hmm. Could I ple- caught you? What are your thoughts on CTIC? Would you ever buy it? CTIC, let's take a look at CTIC and see if I would ever buy it. I don't know what it is offhand. If I can see what it is. CTIC. Okay, CTIC Biopharma. Okay, it's a $3 stock. I probably would never buy this. Here's what I would do. Biotechs are tough to buy because everything depends on, you know, what's going on in the market. Here's what I would recommend. Uh, if you are a biotech trader, and that would be to use something like the BIB, which is essentially a, it's, it's called BIB. And what it is, it's an ETF that, that has a wide variety of biotech uh, stocks. It's called the ProShares Ultra NASDAQ Biotech. And I want to kind of show you that one. This is, instead of buying individual, this is one of the areas that I'm very weak on is buying biotechs because there's so many of them and they all depend on various um, various things, uh, you know, various approvals and stuff like that. That's hard to gauge. So, um, but if you want to be invested in this area, this is a good way to go. It's called BIB. It's ProShares Ultra Biotech. Now, unfortunately, as of about August of last year, this has been in a decline, even with even with the great results that, uh, that the companies are, are producing like Moderna and stuff like that. This is a way that you could possibly get some exposure to the biotech area, but I would probably not be a buyer of biotechs right now. I'm looking potentially to short or do a bear put spread on Moderna, and that is because I do think that you know once this COVID thing ends, I think they could be in for a very big fall. Okay, well I've almost wasted. My- 50 minutes of your time. Let's look at one last thing today. Thank you so much for, for dealing, for, for staying with me through my mic drops and, and all my other technical difficulties. I'm hoping it will get better. 
Uh, but let's look at Snowflake, and this is the question is, is there resistance on snow at, um, at 240? I don't know if there is, but let's take a look at the chart and see if we can decipher that. Uh, see, see, see if see if we can um, see see if we can decipher that. Uh, see if we can decipher that. Uh, at two forty, I don't think there is. Yeah, there is the real resistant the the support. Unfortunately, it's blown below the support. There's at the fifty day line, which is two ninety two. So no, I don't think there's any support for um, Snowflake at. 240. It's currently at 224. So, and I don't think there is support for it at 240. I wish there was. That's the, that's the, that when, when it moved down today, that was the undercut of the, of 240. I can see where you would say it would be at 240, but I don't think there's any support there, not with it ripping down like it did. Now, I want to see what it's done after hours. Looks like we had a little bit of a dead cat bounce, but not much of one, only a 0.23%. So I would say no support for snow at uh, 240 day moving average, sadly. All right, let's see if we can have one or two more questions. And thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate it. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, UV. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, I will be back tomorrow. Again, thank you for watching. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to get some of these technical difficulties ironed out. Getting sort of silly. Uh, with all of my technical uh, difficulties here, but here's one thing I would like to uh, yeah, would like to say, and I'm hoping that you will do help for me. It gets me bigger, and of course, that is, I'm hoping you would like this show because it gets it out to more people, and we we are growing and growing, and I want to grow some more and help uh, you, you know. And the way to do that, hopefully, is with liking. So please like this show. Very much appreciate it when you do. Also, uh, we do have um, uh, we 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 do have the action trade alerts and uh, and all of those things. Those are available, very easy to do. Our address for the free trade alerts is www.dallastradingfloor.com. So, if you uh, if you want to get on that, I definitely recommend it. Easy way to go there too. And if you're looking uh, on YouTube, please also subscribe to us on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Dow's Trading Floor. So thanks again, uh, everybody. Hopefully we'll have a better time, better run uh, with the technicals <laughs> uh, with, the, with the technicals tomorrow. Thanks for, thanks for hanging out with me. Uh, happy trading, everybody. And I will see you back here tomorrow at 5 o'clock for the Friday show. Show. Um, if you want to get on the action trade alert, it's super easy to do. Just go up here to where the charts are, first and last name, and we'll get you all set up for the free action trade alerts. I'll be back tomorrow at Friday at 5 Central Time. Please like the show uh, as it helps us get out to more people. And thanks again. Hope everyone is doing fine and uh, happy trading. <laughs>